Hello, and welcome to Follow the Woo podcast, where each week I, Fenelon Kush, will guide you on a journey into the land of the woo. We're going to investigate witchcraft, meditations, the paranormal and supernatural, alien and fey encounters, gurus, shamanism, and, and, and all the woo. So hold on to your butt. This just might be the weirdest part of your day. Hello, humans. I bet you thought you weren't going to hear my voice again, but alas, I am back. Yeah, I didn't even realize I haven't released an episode since February. I know my diehards do know that because I've heard from you and you've been like, where are you? Yes, this is like sadly the third, I think third time, yeah, that I've had to take a hiatus like this. And this has been the longest one, I believe. And I'm so sorry, but there's just no way to do all the things that I'm doing and do quality work. I can't do great quality work on all projects. So what I have to do then is take one project off the table briefly, not as briefly as you would like, (laughs) Um, in this case, obviously, the podcast, so that I can make the other projects higher quality. And that's what's been happening. So, so much has happened. Um, My wife and I moved or we're in the process of moving to our first house, which is really exciting. And we'll be moving this week and that's a whole stressor in itself. But in the background, there's lots of cool woo things going on as well. I have been working with amazing teams of people, cast and crew, mostly both because we're scrappy like that, to create two shows, uh, one episodic show and one linear show, where we're basically taking the common formulaic ghost hunting show and kind of turning it on its head a little bit just by adding more psychic elements, having a queer and female presenting team, which is something we're super proud of. So all of that has been happening like crazy in the background and so much work. In fact, we're about to launch a Kickstarter in the next couple of weeks here. Basically, you know, see if people really want to support these projects. And there's a big hole in the paranormal TV world right now. And that like a bunch of shows just got canceled, paranormal shows. And also on another note, there's a writer's strike going on right now. So there's a lot going on where there's just not a lot of content. On the paranormal side, there's just a, well, those of you who watch a lot of paranormal TV, you know who it is, but I'm not going to say their name. There is a certain executive producer who decided that a lot of shows needed to be canceled for whatever reason. And so instead of going to the network, which was one of our potential options for these shows, we are going to do it all ourselves because it seems like there's been some issues with the networks. We want to get the content that we are working on out into your hands, onto your TV screens, onto your computer screens. So yeah, we're going to put that out to the people and it's a Kickstarter. So if we don't get the funds, it won't happen. But um, hopefully, you know, you'll like the the little taste that we give you. We're going to have a trailer of both shows and obviously breakdown of where the funds go and everything. And one of our stretch goals is actually going to be response to what a lot of you have been asking for. 
and that's a paranormal TV network. Now it's a huge stretch goal. It's the biggest one that we have. So we probably won't get there, but there's a chance, you know? And if we do get there, then we, we take that very seriously, that we would create the first ever paranormal TV network. And I know some of you might be like, well, there are paranormal TV networks out there. So I, I should say that differently. But what I mean is a substantial, competitive paranormal TV network. We have an, enough connections with enough people in the industry that we would be able to create something that would get to the masses, essentially. So just throwing all that out there, keep your eyes peeled for that Kickstarter. It's coming up in the next couple of weeks. I also, I know it's probably really hard to believe, but I have loads of episodes, as I always say, in the hopper. But I haven't edited them because I don't have any time. So I've hired a couple of people. Hopefully we can get caught up on those. We have one coming up next week with Lonnie Scott from Hellier. I think I might have said that the last time I posted an episode and I made a promise I couldn't keep. But you know what? Doing the best I can over here. So anyway, yeah, there really will be a Lonnie episode uh, next week. And that's because it's already edited. Oh, my God. But I wanted to catch up on Beltane because Beltane is now, the feeling of Beltane is now. I know we missed Ostara, but that's all right. I'll loop back around in a couple of weeks and we'll go over Ostara. And, and then I think we'll be pretty dang close to all of the eight Sabbaths for the Wheel of the Year. And in case you're like, what the fuck is she talking about? Because you're just tuning in for the first time to the show. The Sabbaths are the eight witches holidays of the wheel of the year. They're just broken up into essentially the seasons and Beltane is where we're at right now. I generally just tend to go over some of the correspondences. I don't do historical deep dives generally on where the Sabbaths come from. I just love to acknowledge them and give you a little update on what I do during those times. Sometimes I'll give you a little bit of a backstory, but mostly I'm just going to focus on what you can do on this particular holiday or Sabbath to have a great time, okay? So let's talk about Beltane. I love Beltane. Beltane is so great because it's leaning into the masculine. It's leaning into the yang energy. It's all about fire is one of the major elements. In fact, bonfires are often used to celebrate with maypoles and dancing. Dancing is a really big part of Beltane. And that's another reason why I love it. Because I think a lot of people say, oh, I don't know how to dance. And yes, you do. Dancing is an intrinsic part of our nature. It's part of who we are. So you do know how to dance. You just don't really allow yourself to. Beltane is that day where like everybody's out there having a great time and really getting into the physicality of ritual. It's often the time of year when we're moving into summer, but also this is a Sabbath that's directly connected to Halloween, right? It's di directly connected to Samhain. And people don't often know that, but it's the other time of year that the veil is the thinnest. It's this in-between time where we're about to go into this long season of, of summer. And I don't know why I said long, but it does feel like summer has this length to it in a way that the other seasons don't to me. Summer feels like reprieve from intense energy work. For me, like the intense energy work starts basically at the very end of summer. And then we start moving into more and more and more intensity and then all the way through back to Beltane again. Now, I know around Yule and that time Candlemas, you kind of like chill out a little bit, but everybody's different. And for me, I feel like summer is a time of 
leaning into your divine masculine. And I know masculinity obviously gets a bad rap a lot because of the patriarchy, but masculinity and patriarchy are two separate things. Masculinity is something that we all have access to and that we should not suppress, but um, celebrate. And in doing so, we actually allow it to be more in balance with the divine feminine. Beltane also has a connection to the green man. And the green man is sort of this like consort to goddesses, fairies, uh, the more of the natural elemental entities. And he's kind of a crazy energy, you know, he's a wild guy. And at this time of year, he kind of calms down so that we can all tune into that energy and be a part of it. And it's his moment of calming down to connect with his own feminine nature as well. Beltane is called many things, May Day, Walpurgishat, Walpurgis Eve, May Eve, Rudamas, Celtic Summer, Floralia, the Great Rite, Geomonios. I mean, depending on what cultural lens you're peering through, it's going to have a different name, but it generally has the same characteristics as far as celebrations go and what you're honoring at that time of year. Big symbols for Beltane are eggs, flowers, a chalice. This is a time to like fill your cup. The maypole, which you've seen those before, I'm sure, which is just a pole that goes straight up and it's got a bunch of ribbons tied around it. The pole itself represents the masculine and the the women dancing around with the ribbons, they represent the feminine. And so it's this connection between the two, but also recognizing that sturdiness and the stable nature of masculinity is the pole, just the singular pole. But there are so many women. Okay. Shh. No. That's my cat. There are so many women who circle around that pole. That's basically giving a nod almost in a Buddhist way to, or at least that's the way I think of it, you know, lean into the masculine, but always come back to the feminine. The feminine is always the OG energetic frequency that you want to be at but you don't want to sacrifice your relationship with the masculine. You need both, but the feminine represents your spiritual self. And so by definition, then it's automatically bigger than masculinity because masculinity is fundamentally physical, right? It's of this earth. When you come into form, you're in manifested form, you become part of the masculine. We need both. We absolutely need both. So I think it's an interesting combination of the pole being this shooting. It's almost like a priest in a ritual, right? It's this directing of the energy, whereas the women are the generators of the energy, the moving around the pole and representation really of where we all come from prior to manifestation of form. So that's a really interesting one. I have actually never done a maypole before. I've seen them, but I've never been a part of one. So I'd love to someday. So you can see a theme here that it's the union of the god and goddess. It's the union of the wild physical nature of masculinity and the receptive calmer nature of femininity. And remember, I'm not saying female and male. I'm just saying the energies that live and thrive within all of us. This is piggybacking off of Osara with all of the fertility bunnies and eggs and things like that. It's saying, let's hope to have a good union moving forward this year. And because it's so masculine, it's all about taking action. So you're doing 
physical things as opposed to some other Sabbaths where I feel like the majority of your rituals might be more internally based. Beltane is not one of them. You are going to be dancing, you're going to be drinking, you're going to be perhaps fucking, you know, you're going to be getting into the fire energy of summer. Colors that are associated with this holiday are red, green, white, dark yellow. Goddesses that are connected to this time, Aphrodite, Artemis, Cupra, Diana, Flora, Hilaria, Freya, Rhiannon, Venus, gods, on the other hand, are like Belenos, Chironos, Eros, Cupid, Frey, Orion, Puck, Beltine, Pan. Passion flower is a really popular ritual oil for this time. And um, you can also use passion flower. You can dry it and drink it as a tea for anxiety. Rose would be a really good incense or oil to burn as well or to just put on your body to anoint yourself or candles. All of those sort of represent this time of union and celebration of love. And then also remember, this is the other day of the year that the veil is the thinnest. If you want to communicate with fairies and always be very, very careful when you do, I prefer to call them the good people or the good folk. This is a time that you can try to communicate with them um, or giants and any like elemental beings, even if you'd like to communicate with Pan or a deity like that. But I, I will recommend that if you are going to attempt communication, and, and I really do advise you to just attempt communication, not to invoke, but you know, you do you. I would say just be careful and make sure that you have protections in place when you do things like that. Whether you believe in this stuff or not, if you go into it with someone, perhaps you, who believes in it, depending on how you perceive, quote unquote, reality, they can be very powerful, I'll say. I would just be really careful with deities and the fae or the good folk. Other plants that are connected to this holiday would be primrose, hawthorn, again, rose, rosemary, lilac, all of these beautiful flowers that are blooming around this time. Foods that are related are often dairy foods, sweets, honey, oats. I would say if you were to drink a tea, hibiscus is a really big tea for this time of year. I love drinking hibiscus iced tea all summer. Mountain Rose Herbs is a great place to get like big bags of herbs for your teas. Rose hips, saffron, and then stones, sapphire, bloodstone. Those are really big for this time of year. But, you know, go with what feels good to you. These are just some of the traditional things that people use to celebrate and in ritual for Beltane. This is all at the peak of planting season. So now in modern society, you know, go ham. Have a really, really nice feast and really celebrate the kickoff to summer, the height of the bright fire planting season. And this is usually on April 30th, May 1, but I feel that this whole week is really Beltane-centric. As far as rituals go, I love to focus on what lights your fire because this is such a fire moment in the wheel of the year. I think you would do well to focus on what do you love? What 
you know, when you get hyper and I don't know if those days are over for you or you never really were somebody that got hyper, but when you were a kid, you must have had moments where you're just like, oh my God, maybe it was because the ice cream truck came through and they had, I don't know, the SpongeBob square pants, little gumball eye thingy. And you were like, ah, that sheer excitement, that physicality of excitement where you're running around and like yelling. Try to remember what made you feel that way when you were a kid and what makes you feel that way now. And maybe it'll take a second. You might want to burn some incense, light a little fire in your backyard. If you can, light a couple candles, get into a space where you're listening to something that conjures or helps you remember a memory from your past about things that you really loved. I think this is a great time for that because summer has all of this action-oriented energy. If you're going to release something, summer is a great time to release it or at least to get the lion's share of the thing done. It's a big moment in the year for me, especially because I do really well in the summer. I feel really alive and like I have more energy So live it up. Enjoy it. And I'm happy to be back. And I have so many great things to share with you. There are so many episodes coming up. And I'll keep reminding you about the Kickstarter and we'll little by little be bringing social media back online and um, all the pieces of the woo. And hopefully we can use the energy of Summer and Beltane and the Green Man and Pan to get some shit done and deliver some really amazing things to you. Before I leave, I also want to say thank you so much again, always to my patrons who I have not given any treats to except for basic merchandise for months now. Thanks for sticking it out with me. You are literally helping film cutting edge TV that's just never been done this way before. Don't think you have gone unnoticed. I'm so, so grateful for your time and your support. And my new assistant, Veronica, has been working on some stuff to release soon, some extra bonus content and things like that. So there will be things coming soon. It's just like I said at the beginning, can't do everything or everything's quality goes down. So take care of yourselves and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for following The Woo with me today. If you love what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to Follow The Woo wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling particularly stoked about this show, please leave a review and or rating. You can also support this podcast by becoming a member of The Order of Woo, where you'll get community access and loads of extra goodies exclusively on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash follow the woo. The Order of Woo patrons bolster this podcast and community and allow for the creation of more content, products, services, and events over time. Every little bit helps, and I'm so grateful for the patrons who have joined the order already. If you've experienced something magical, mystical, or just downright weird and want to discuss it, or if you're interested in sharing your expertise, or if you want me to research a woo topic with you or for you, please email me at followthewoo at gmail.com. Join me next week for another woo topic. And remember, tell the truth, be nice to each other, and if it feels right, follow the woo. Thank you.